Listen, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it authentic. You can transform your life with holistic approaches to wellness. You can rejuvenate your mind, your body, and your soul through this personalized nutrition and organic product that I offer. You'll feel vibrant and energized while living a lifestyle that nourishes you from the inside out. You can truly discover the power of optimal nutrition. I help people eat, move, and feel better. And that's all that matters. Healthy mind, healthy heart, healthy soul. Hit me up. Let's get on a call. Let's talk. I'd love to help. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Ascension So. So glad that you guys could join us today. Uh, hope you're having a great day so far. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Mateo. So glad that you could join us, bro. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're from, and uh, maybe something you're passionate about. All right. Hey, Steven. How's it going? What's going on, guys? Uh, this has been an awesome opportunity for me. Uh, I'm 23 years old. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and uh, a little bit outside the actual city, if anybody's listening, listening from Canada. But um, yeah, I've been university dropout to world traveler to uh, aspiring entrepreneur and hopefully trying to make it in this space now. And uh, I've been day trading for about two and a half years now, dabbling in obviously a lot of smaller businesses and opportunities as time has gone on, but uh, always kind of falling back onto my roots, which has been trading. It was my first um, niche I kind of entered. And uh, ever since then, it's been an absolute obsession and kind of had this underlying effect on my brain for the past like I said, two and a half years, and um, I can't escape it. So there's no point of fighting things that do innately feel right for you. And uh, so I'm definitely finding ways to incorporate my true passions in life with a way that I've finally been able to uh, involve some money-making processes. And um, yeah, I'm excited to grow and excel and be a part of great communities and uh, and yeah, dabble in more businesses, get my toes into more ideas and yeah, and excel and exponentially grow. Yeah, that's great, man. You have such an expansive mindset and it's refreshing to be around. Uh, and I think your aura is just altogether super awesome. Um, I can tell we're going to be really good friends. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have this mutual friends too. So it's it's great, man. But um, one thing that I, I thought was really interesting about you in particular is how you're a writer and how you're going to, you, you know, you talked about making short form content about your writing. And then you also like, you have a book, man, and you haven't published it. <laughs> And I think that's that's super cool. I want I want you to share a little bit about that. Super cool or super stupid that I haven't published it yet, but definitely. Um, long story short, get into like a little backstory. I was a, a writer in university. I was actually in high school. I wanted to, I did the we call it the Asian six pack. We we're gonna do you do three sciences, three maths in grade 10, 11, uh sorry, eleven, twelve, and um and yeah, I, I was a super nerd. I was definitely I wanted to be an astronomer. I love space. And then grade 12 kind of hit and I just did this big mental shift and I ended up switching everything to the art, like arts and creative side. I always had it in the back of my mind, but um, obviously I think my true passions came out, fell in love with writing. Uh, I wrote every single day for like a good year straight of just like random blurbs, random story ideas. And um, and I finally found philosophy through high school. My One of my teachers really introduced me to it and it's been uh, growing ever since. And yeah, like you said, I've been trying to incorporate that within, within my business, but um definitely writing my book was not planned. It just kind of happened where I 
would read or perform my writings into certain groups of people, old relationships, old family members, um, whoever it may be that was in my life at the time that I thought would like be willing to wanting to hear it. Always heard amazing things from it. And I kind of collected the best 10 uh, stories that I wrote. And uh, each of them kind of had an excerpt of a philosophical heading, which would be either like ex existentialism, epistemology, nihilism, and uh, and so on. And they kind of just incorporated different ideas that I would come from a very objective state, I think is the best way I can explain my writing. There's no storyline, there's no plot twist, there's no uh, climax and resolution, there's no actual formation towards it, which is probably why I never did the best in university for writing. My actual professor told me to go back to grade 12 to re relearn English and uh, be a better student. And I was like, all right, buddy. So actually, um, one of the, the, the story I'm actually going to read a little, little bit was a little backstory about it. Before we get into it. I um, was in this class, long story short, and I had an essay and I failed it. I got, I think, like 12 out of 50 or something, like horrible mark, not even remotely close to passing. And and, uh, and he circled so many things I had like great analogies towards and like kind of like a more expansive mindset towards such a simple topic. And he didn't like that. It was They like they're very simple, easy to understand, simple rooted answers and, and, and excerpts of ideas that university want to teach you and and yeah they don't like to be very I don't know open with their ideas so I very soon realized that and I that day went home to the campus I was staying at took my friend's laptop locked myself in the bathroom and I wrote the story and I haven't touched it since and uh it's probably one of my favorite things I've ever wrote and um yeah so I'll, I'll we'll get into that but so definitely that's my my mindset with writing I think it's such a cool thing that we can kind of capture our ideas and emotions all in one and then create this reality in front of us on a paper or page or wherever. And in turn, it doesn't need to be edited or touched with because at that time when you're when you're twisting the reality of what you've already created, which was the idea you had to begin with, it's something new now. You're editing it with a different mindset, say a day or a week later. Yes, you can tweak it to make it sound a little better, change some grammar words, but when you're changing the actual idea and adding things towards it, you you take that authenticity away from it because now you're you're already kind of wiser and smarter and, and touching up something that wasn't true in itself at the time. And I think that's the beauty of my writings that regardless, of course, I could definitely rewrite a couple of them now and make them sound a little bit more professional or, or anything in that regard, but they're not the trueness of what I was feeling and going through through that time. And which is why it's, I think it's so universally relatable because yeah. So anyway, I think that's a little perfect ex explanation as to why and how writing became a big thing for me. And um yeah it's never it's never left even with business i'm always taking notes always on my journal everywhere i go constantly finding ways to put my ideas onto pages because like me and a lot of other people i'm very inherently lazy and i if i do think of a great idea and i don't actually put it into action i will forget about it instantaneously and um yeah i think it's a great habit everyone should do yeah dude it's writing is beautiful man it's just a great way to express yourself um because you can really like pour your emotions onto a piece of paper and mm -hmm. like really that's like where you show who your what your true self is and like out of those pure intense emotions is where the most beautiful work comes from becomes because yep. it comes straight from your heart and you're just so invigorated by the like certain emotion that you're feeling so i'm sure i i don't know at that certain point but you might have been feeling some like resentment or some kind of like um just kind of feeling of like oh, i'm gonna prove you wrong yeah, and that's that kind of yeah there. that's kind of what it's like was inspired you and it was just that moment of of just that moment that clicked for you it was nothing that you tried and sit you know sit down at your desk and let me force this out on the piece of right. paper and, and write it. it it came out of that moment of 
of um i guess controversy is, is right. a good way to put it you know what i mean um and i feel like that's you know everyone has a different way to express their creative outwork or output like and some people it might be music some people might be visual like art with paintings and stuff some people's is art and some people is is creating in in this kind of form where you're creating like a, a content or a video because that's kind of what it is in this kind of the 21st century and i think it's great to to find what like creative outlet is good for you and i feel like journaling is is great for everybody i think everybody ha will have like a different type of journaling mm -hmm. mine is like just downloads like or you know i'll just conscious streams spit it out on paper and like just let it flow like whenever i'm getting something boom down on paper um, like if you look at my tweets, it's like, if you like, look at my tweet, it's like, okay, I probably put that in my journal, but just like in a longer form yeah. that day. Um, and so that's kind of how I do it. I, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's the best way. I don't think there's an actual way to do it. That's going to work for everyone. I think it's just yeah. like, like a word vomit, just like let it all out, formulate some sort of, cause that's the best way. How Exactly. Like you said, the way you do it now is in the 21st century of natural dialogue you're creating a story within two people that we just met very soon like not too long ago and now we're already creating this like passion project that we can kind of like and manipulate in any way we want to monetize it we can use it for our personal uh, self-development we can use it to help other people there's like unlimited forms of ways that we can help each other and that's genuinely just from that natural dialogue which is the same thing as journaling or writing a story that i want millions of people to reach out and understand and hear from because it's like everybody needs to hear that we all i don't know i'm just gonna go off on a little tangent there but yeah you get my point because it's 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 very universal and, and there's no exact way to do it but you have to start doing it somehow and that's picking yeah. up, doing it getting on a random phone call and just getting into it and holding nothing back and just letting yourself completely go being honest with yourself and uh and yeah, allowing yourself to change. So, yeah. And when you have a message to share, you, you have so much more reason to share it. You know what I mean? Like right. if you have something you feel like you need to tell people, um, you just are more inclined. Like I, that's what the point, like, that's where it got for me. I I've reached this point where like, I have, I have to tell people what has been on my mind. I have to share people what I, I have to share with people what I know. And yeah. It just it just gets to that point. I'm like, I, I'm gonna start taking videos. I'm gonna start a podcast. Um, because I feel like I just have stuff to offer to people and I feel like I can change people's lives and have a positive effect. Even if you're even if you're watching my video on Instagram and you're like, okay, that was cool. Like I still have a positive effect on your life. And that's yeah. like kind of what I want. And I want people's lives to be changed because they like consume my content or they interacted with me or I helped them in some way. Right. Yeah, you're putting out that good energy into the world and you're just reciprocating. It's gonna come back to you eventually at some point or another. And uh, you can only just be consistent in that. And then there's nothing good to come, nothing but good. To yeah. Come. Yeah, man. And um, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's hear your excerpt from your short story, man. I want to hear it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, So I, I said, I was going to do the one about that story. I just give a little backstory. Like I, that's a good example of where these kind of stories came from, whether it was like a random reasoning for that, or if it was just kind of a little blurb, but regardless, um, it is a little teeny, teeny bit longer. So I'll do the shorter one just for the time's sake. But this one, uh, it's a general statement. I said that each one is about uh, philosophy of some sort, but this one's just a general term of love. And uh, yeah, it's, um, again, it's nothing too sappy. It's nothing going to be like my personal love story, my heartbreak. It's nothing about anything in what you probably think it would be about. It's genuinely just a very relatable and objective view of what the world word love can be. And my long story short, my book is called Infinity. Uh, I think that word is probably the most beautiful, amazing word in the fucking world. It's got a million interpretations. And 
Um, and I think it just captures every single realm of philosophy all in one word. So anyway, so I, I do incorporate that in the sentence, in the story a little bit. So that's why it comes out of nowhere. But uh, all right. So this one's called Love. And uh, yeah, here we go. I'm almost miss writing about love. The feeling of souls colliding, a mismatch of feelings and arguments all piled up into a single syllable to consume almost every ounce of reason to live. I miss love because I know what it's like to have been in love and I know what it's like to have been out of love, not knowing what to do with these deep emotions I once recognized. So I covered up with self-gratitude and pleasure as if the word love is identical to lust. The deepness and the absolute infinity within my heart as I write these words, I can feel my heart just ready and open to something or someone to fill its empty chapter. I'm excited, but I'm also tired of saying I, because unlike a lot of robots out there, I am capable of expressing their feelings for them. I might not know the way they feel. I may not know exactly what is in that special person that makes them feel a certain way. But believe me, I know when I say the exact distances to which one falls in order to finally reach love. So when your robotic mind processes my words, how do you feel? Do you understand my tone? Can you look into this font and feel my emotions? Of course not, because we all look at ourselves every day and truly have no idea who we really are looking at. We don't know ourselves at all, so when it is you finally reading my words that I wrote and crafted through this existential process that endures within my brain, you're looking at your emotion and my font. Be willing to open your mind and heart to the idea that I'm not telling you how to love. I'm only showing you that I'm a robot too and we can share our love in any form we want. Don't hate me for the way I may be pre-assuming your love. I'm simply just stating my own. I would love to hear about yours someday, but as a matter of fact, I think I just did. Yes, because you told me you read my words and you told yourself not to be mad at me. You let your guard down for a fraction of a second, just long enough for my font to capture your emotions. My words are your words. My love is your love. Simply one robot to another. Dude, that was beautiful, man. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. for and sharing that with us. No, of course, bro. Um, I and think it obviously doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's it's one of those things that um, it made sense. And I think obviously you have to kind of maybe like it's hard to hear just once or read it once, but. No, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think ambiguity is good, though, because it leaves it open yeah. for the reader's interpretation. Like, okay, what's the author trying to say here? And you really have to dive in, like, what you have to dive into, like, how the writer was feeling in that moment. Right. And you exactly. kind of have to dissect it. And it could be, you know, since it's open to interpretation, it might be you're, you're sure. really leaving it open to, like, letting the reader associate with how they feel they can connect with your writing yeah. because they might be That's feeling some way about love, too. That's the entirety of exactly why I love writing. It's, it's not to yeah. tell you exactly how I feel. This is how I felt on Tuesday. This is how you should feel. It's genuinely just like share your thoughts, share your love, share your heart, share everything. And we'll always understand because we've all been there. So it's like, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You, you took exactly what I wanted out of this. Yeah. And I like, I like how your book is called infinity and Ollie's symbol, like his yeah. logo is infinity. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of potential in there. I can see that as well. <laughs> yeah. And like his book has the infinity sign on it. I've got it my nightstand um but yeah that's that's awesome man i think you should definitely get published and just have that out there like if you, you have a book man like you can say that you're an author too on top of all the stuff that you have. yeah um i think that's super cool man um and I, I think it's also important to create every day because then you'll end up creating masterpieces like that right um and like you'll just get so good at creating and stuff but I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit more about like your philosophical um, side of things. So like you, your each chapter or each short story is based off of a philosophical concept. Right. And so, yeah, I kind of want you to like, you know, break down like what you're, what you're feeling with this. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So I think I'll start with the kind of like my favorite realm of psychology. I think it's gotta be existentialism. I think we were talking a little bit of earlier, but yeah, yeah the, um, it's, it's basically 
just the contemplation of life as a whole. And I think it's, I think everyone's entry level into psychology, uh, into philosophy anyway. But um, I think it's just, it's, it's universal. It ties into absolutely everything that we do in a day-to-day -day basis. And um, to be able to understand such core and hardcore concepts like that, and then tie it into your basic normal day normalities, it's, it's, uh, it's forever useful. And I think such um, great concepts, like even just, I think we talked about the story of Sisyphus. Did we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, so that example, even talking about nihilism with uh, Nietzsche and his description of why God is dead and looking at the society we live in today, it's exactly what he predicted in the late 1800s. He said it himself, God is dead, and uh, I'm trying to think exactly what he said, God is dead, and look out for who replaces him. And the fact that we are living in a place now in a godless society, like we hear from Andrew Tate every single five seconds, yeah, which is 100% true. We live in a place now where people have fake ideologues that they follow. And they use as their God worshiping people, whether it be your community or your state that you live in, or these forms of ideas that are based on people's actual agendas rather than a universal, universal belief system, which is what God like created, which was the Bible, which is not even a book itself. It's a library. It's where every single book derived from every story that's ever been created is a formation of what the Bible tells us. And for us to, to neglect that idea as a truth is just wrong. There's no, there's no like way around it. Like, oh, how I feel and think now is outside of what God has intended. Like it's impossible to feel and be different than what, than, than what the Bible has already captured as, as what the world is. So like no matter how much more advanced and technologically stronger we get as a society, we can't escape our true values and who we are as people. So they always say like, God is dead now. And, and I think you also said like, we'll never have enough water to wash away the blood because it's like, it's, it's stained now. There's nothing, it's, it's almost, you can never go fully back. And uh, that's the sad part that I think we are in a place now where it's like, we're getting so far away from that traditional world of, of just genuinely being respectful and taking care of people around us that you have to start locally. You have to start within yourself and you have to find that inner peace and inner truth. And people that don't have that, you see it everywhere. You see those types of people that, are struggling on a day-to-day -day basis that have either depression or anxiety or uh, they're dealing with their weight or they're dealing with some sort of actual fish, uh, thing that they can deal with on a, on, an, on a small basis. They they like identify it as that person that's stuck in that reality. And that in its whole is understanding that they don't have that true system backing them up, whether it may be even family as a whole. Like A lot of people don't have that to begin with. But if you have that system of God or or an actual true belief system that keeps you going through every single hardship of your life, you you know that there's always a, a positive end to it because nihilism is just too much chaos resulting into the into the pit of of just nihilistic thinking that everything is negative, that there is no reason to live. And that's that goes back to existentialism. Like what's the point of why we're all here? And and people like to ask that question as kind of a joke because nobody knows the answer. And that's the whole beauty, beautiful part about it is that that's the whole reason why I brought up Sisyphus as well is he's stuck in an eternal hell of carrying a rock up a mountain. And the second he gets to the part where he finally finished his work, he has to start over again for eternity. And the only beautiful part that you can ever extract from the, such a like pessimistic story is that he's he can control his emotions through that process. And so can we. And regardless of how overweight you are or how many losses you had in your life or any rock you have to push, you can control that mindset of yours. And it's a lot easier said than done. There's no point in saying that like all depression doesn't exist. Cause trust me, I believe in the fact that there is a, a fact that it's not all chemicals and it's not just something that you have no control over. I'm very profound on that as well. But you, we, as long as you've seen some sort of trauma in your life, or if you have a family member or a friend that's gone through horrible things, like I've seen real depression in people's eyes. Like there's 
there's people that out there that really can't get out of the rut they're in. And uh, there's no reason for us to not help them and, and show them that there is a true way of living outside of this very, very nihilistic way of living. And that's the beautiful part about religion and part about these, these natural base core value systems that keep us together, regardless of what's happening. Like literally anything could be happening. As long as we have this foundation, we're going to be okay in the long term. but that's why God is dead now. And, and we're slowly just picking up the pieces day by day. And, uh, and like I said, look, look out for who replaces him. Who do we have now? Like, fucking biden and all these like people that are just complete puppets listening to other people's agendas to to control ourselves to control everyone it's it's horrible so um i'm definitely a big proponent of starting locally starting within yourself building that foundation in yourself to well, i want to get into obviously lying and then telling the truth and that twisting of fabric of reality we talked about because that is definitely a huge part of this but keeping true with yourself and then outwarding that start with your family next maybe a group of friends and then maybe your community and then maybe you can run for office like you have to start at a place because without that foundation you're you're doing everyone else a disservice because you're purporting ideas on people that you haven't even acted out yourself if that makes sense yeah bro i i think so so there's a lot to to, to unpack from that but i think it's i think like when you focus i talked to this someone about this today when yeah. you're focusing on the negative side of stuff First of all, it's super addictive because mm -hmm. you get that short-term gratification. And so when you you can kind of go down this hole of just fixating yourself on negative things, negative food, negative content, negative, negative, whatever you consume. It can be through your media and through your who you talk to, what you're listening to. And that that in itself it can become addictive because of that short-term gratification. It's fun to gossip about people. It's fun to eat like shit because it's in that moment it's spicy and it's invigorating but in the long term when you're focusing on this negativity it doesn't pay off and i think a lot of people tend to focus a lot on the negative negative side of stuff because it's so addictive and because you only see it in that short-term window but we, when you start to like focus on positive things you can start to see everything in more of a big picture more long-term view positive things have such a high return if you're focusing on the on the big picture right and another thing about positive views is if you're oriented around God and if you're oriented around your spiritual sense and you're kind of tuned into the present moment, you can really start to hone in on positive things, like things that happen for you, right? And you can kind of have that mental reframe. Um, I think yeah. like a big part is just being being like present and that's through meditation and, and curating your mind and and kind of digging yourself out of the kind of rut that you're in so if you're struggling with mental health like getting out of that yeah. comes through like finding not finding god finding yourself and going within like you talked about before you kind of helping yourself before you help other people um right. like really like a lot of people try and project everything and, and focus on external things to get them through what they need to get through but everything is internal and if yeah. you're doing this internal work like your external reality is going to reflect that and that's something that you pick up and and it's all and it's all a choice right you have the choice to you have the choice to um remain in that rut you you yeah. can be, be you can be aware of it and then then you become you it's your choice once you become aware of that right and you can become aware of the fact that you know you you might be anxious about this and that but then you have the choice to remain present and you have the choice to have better thoughts and you have the choice to work on that internal side of things right mm -hmm. and you have the choice to believe that everything is positive and i think that just comes with a mentality shift so much of it is mentality 
right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that's it's the majority of things. Like it's bigger than fifty percent. I I mean I would I would say maybe it's eighty percent in a lot of things is is how you think about things, how you perceive things, and because how you think about things is how you're going to act on it. And it's it's just super important to kind of hone in on your internal side. Um, because a lot of people seek external things, whether it's short-term gratification with negative stuff or it's external external help by kind of seeking it from seeking it from a partner partner or seeking it from uh, substance or seeking it from a, you know a pet. You know it, everything needs to be internal, and once you internalize it, you can really start to hone in. You can you understand the person that you are, and you understand the baggage that you have before before this present moment, and you understand the programming that you received as a child, and you understand what what you didn't receive as a child, and and you can start to really work on yourself and work on on uncovering that and reprogramming your mind. Um, and so I, I think that's all, it's all good, man. That's all, all of that, what you said is good. Um, and so like, I guess that it goes really nicely into bending the fabric of reality. So you're kind of in a rut and you, you realize you're in a rut, but you can convince yourself to like choose, decide that you're like not in this rut and that it's their situations better than it is because I've been there before where I'm just, you're, you're just so ignorant to the idea that there's something that like, it should be better than this and you deserve better than, than the situation you're in. And the situation is not necessarily, is not necessarily what's best for you, but you say that it is because it's comfortable and you don't have to like change and step out of the comfort zone to, to, you know, get out of that situation that's not serving you. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, sure. I've been there before. Yeah. Um, I think that goes hand in hand as well, as well with the accountability part is like understanding that it is completely and utterly up to you. And like, I think it was, uh, uh, Dostoevsky, I think, said this, that it's like everything and anything that does happen in this world is 100% on you. There, it's obviously not exactly what he said, but the whole point is that everything that can or will or does happen is a reflection of what your actions have caused. And uh, and the fact that it's like, regard that can go into a very depressive uh, paradigm, if you do think about it, that people that take way too much responsibility on their life and they kind of get in this like mental shape of like, I can't handle all this pressure. I'm screwed. The whole world's my fault. And they get in the world. Yeah, can let it become toxic. Right. But that's what's saying. Like if that, that stoicism we're talking about as well too, like you need that kind of like strength inside you to know that, you know what, every single thing that can happen and will happen is a reflection of what I can and do in this world. And, uh, and regardless of the fact that things that do happen to you that are uncontrollable, there is always a part, part in your life where you've given out negative energy into the world or done something wrong in the past that things do come back to you and that there's nothing that's going unnoticed. So you always have to be conscientious with what you're doing and how you're talking. And every time you open your mouth, you're explaining who you are. So it's like, you have to be very careful. And um, in the end, when do, when things do come back at you, it's, it is a hundred percent on you. And um, it's not one to say that you can just sit there and suffer and, and whine about the fact that the world's, mad at you and you're and you're screwed but it's more so that you can kind of reshape that energy and understanding now that it's like okay this was clearly up to me so now let's just do the opposite why don't i put the exact opposite energy into the world and see what happens and through that you will truly see that only good things will come from that and obviously hardships and horrible things will happen but you'll be that type of person that was able to learn from those types of mistakes because i was going to talk about this a little bit earlier but like that the devouring mother paradox of like people that get 
smothered by their parents and they never have a chance to actually learn that adaptive mindset of a skill set inside them where it's like when you're a kid and you go to a playground and you fail and you fall and and you keep getting up again and you keep trying and you learn that process of okay this works and this doesn't work i keep doing this part that does work i'm going to keep growing accelerating with whatever that game i'm playing or whatever it may be you keep doing that as a kid but you always have that backbone of your mother to come back to i'm going to i'm going to hit my barrier of of product uh, of um growth and then i'm going to come back when i when it gets too scary i come back and i have that support system but then when you get to that point where every single person including your mother has been through which is what the hell am i going to do with my life what am i going to do now it's uh you can't go back anymore because they're that's the devouring mother that says i'll take care of you i'll cover you from the world i'll, I'll world i'll protect you and it's a paradox because they're intentionally trying to keep you safe but in the end they're just destroying you as a person because then now you don't know how to take care of those types of problems when it when it truly will obviously come to your point some to, uh, come to you at some point in your life you're going to be met with some sort of pr uh, problem that you have to deal with and you're not that type of problem solving person anymore you're a you're a reliant on someone else which of course sadly is the in the i think the biblical stories is always the mother but uh but yeah anyway also i was going to talk about the um when you are lying and you are saying like things that are not true and uh and you are kind of putting out that i would just captured as just negative energy that you're putting out into the world because who are you truly if you're saying lies so when you're manipulating the world and trying to do something that's not inherently you who is actually talking like you have to actually sit back and ask yourself it's not me because it's not how i feel so it's not the person that i think i am that's talking right now i'm someone else in this moment and that person long enough with them enough lies because you know how the lies work just like the tree branch there's always a branch and a branch and it keeps expanding because lies only cover up lies there's no other way to get out of a lie besides lying more and uh when you get down that rabbit hole you um you in turn end up twisting the fabric of reality and uh that does snap back at you and it does have its consequences and the only way to live a beautiful blissful peaceful happy all the positive words life is living in truth and that's the only way that we can figure out the existential crisis of life like what's the meaning of life just say the damn truth all the time no matter what even if you're wrong find out more because then you'll say it and someone will correct you and you'll be like all right cool now i know it's the fact that you're telling someone a lie and you damn well knowing it's not the truth you're already kind of creating a different reality like the the, the whole paradigm of the world is now just shifted because you decided to open your mouth and change someone else's perspective that's not even real and it, it can't go on forever it eventually uncovers itself and uh it's a scary uh it's a scary thing because everyone does obviously lie at some point in their life you can't avoid it it's a it, it's usually to protect ourselves and that's the sad part as well is that we we're doing it in reasons to cover ourselves from failures or cover ourselves from embarrassment um and uh and it always comes back and i think um you learn from those mistakes and i think those people that Think that they can just get away with it forever obviously suffer the worst the longer it goes on the yeah so i think um i think all of these philosophical topics really do incorporate with day-to-day -day life and schools do not talk about it enough people do not talk about it enough and um businesses definitely do not talk about it enough i love the business that we're in the circle syndicate they do have their four core principal values and they obviously stem from philosophical ideas of course just like everything else but uh, when you're just in a normal day-to-day -day job, when you're in just a casual conversation with your friends, you're, you're missing out on the very simple, simple topics of life, which is just chaos and order or happiness and sadness and the very simple things that we kind of just neglect and, and just move through. And um, if you don't ask yourself those types of questions, you could just get lost up in the, in the bullshit of life, which none of it really is true. And, and then you end up, yeah, you end up down that nihilistic route because trauma does hit you in the face one day. And if you're not mentally prepared for it, you'll 
will suffer then. And uh, the person that was mentally ready for something that bad will will be a little bit stronger than you and be able to help you at least. And that's why we also have to, yeah, <laughs> it's randomly crazy now. But yeah, so um, that's a, yeah, it's kind of a synopsis. No, that's great, man. I think, I think life is about like, at least if you're at this sort of elevated state of consciousness, you're, you're searching for truth. And that's, that's kind of like the purpose of, of life, at least in my perspective is like, first of all, you're here to serve others, but you're also here to discover the truth. Like what's the true nature of why we're here? What's the truth of reality? What, like, you're always on a search for truth because truth is, is what's true. Truth is what is truth is what makes reality the way reality is. Truth is what God is. Truth is what is, was why nature works why why trees grow why birds chirp why why shit happens and and i think that's just something that when something clicks for somebody then you you start to realize okay there's there's something's i'm onto something here and then once you discover truth you can start to harness down and yeah. i think i think one thing with truth is you can really start to go down a negative rabbit hole with truth you can start to learn about all the fucked up shit that happens in this mm-hmm. world that is the truth yeah. but it's not it's not the truth that's true to humans it's not the right. truth that, that's true to you there's there's a there's it's yin yang there's a polar opposite of the of the negative side of truth that's also there's a positive side of truth and so which side of truth are you going to be on what side of truth are you going to allow yourself to be on and and like at least for me personally like I feel like my purpose here is to serve others and to and to discover the true nature of of why we're here and what's supposed to happen. I think that's something to do with having a connection with God, and I think that's about the elevation of of consciousness and stuff. And that's why this show is called the Ascension Show, right? We're here to help each other ascend, and like my job is we're we're gonna ascend together, right? I think about this all the all the all the time, every day, like ascending myself, helping the people around me ascend, helping like millions of people ascend like that's what we're here to do and like there's something there's this there's this church um and it's it's in my hometown and it's not like a it's not like a normal church it's like uh it's a prophetic church and um it's like i have some like spiritual hippie friends that go there and like it's super cool like like it's insane and they one of the philosophies of this church is like that people our age are our we're our our generation is like going to be responsible for like a shift in like the society like the tide is like going to start to turn and like i don't know if you can feel it but i can feel that too and and so like just there's something about this about this church and something about this philosophy about how like the tide is turning like we're coming into like this 21st century and people were talking about like the mind calendar like the world ending in 2012 and stuff and like it's just something's ha- something's happening like there's some energy change like i i've not i've barely been alive but, like something's something's changing man yeah. um and i feel like like you know that that's all about like finding truth and stuff um so yeah yeah man and it's it's the more you tap you the more you get tapped in man the more like god starts talking to you the more you tapped in the more shits just happens like it falls on your feet and you're like oh my god like i didn't even like you know you're not forcing your way on reality it's like working out for you so yeah yeah, man it's it's a it's crazy yeah i think the last part to tie this all in was just about why i love the business side of all this and actually because we all love making money we all want to be financially free and yes amen yeah, trading has been that uh, avenue for me. And um, through crypto, I've accumulated some decent wealth for myself. That's put me in like a different caliber than the people I've really surrounded myself with in my hometown. And now it's in that state where I'm like, okay, I have to make this a consistent cash flow. I also need to now um, 
diverse my money and put it into because I have like a wealth management thing that's making a very uh, secure and protective uh, yearly return, which again is not anything I want to do on a long term basis. It's just better than sitting in a savings account. So whoever has money in their savings account, please get out of it because uh, it's the worst place you can have your money. Because if anything, you're just gonna end up spending it. But I think um, regardless, that now involving trading with all of its potential and all of its beauty behind the actual psychology, like every trader will always say it's 90% psychology and 10% fundamentals. There's no avoiding the fact that you have to be in a very, very robotic mind state to uh, excel at trading. And um, that's why I think it's very cool because it goes against everything that a human is supposed to be doing, which is emotional uh, thinking and, and using your intuition, which it's got nothing to do with that. You're not a gambler. You're not a casino. You're not trying to bet against the odds. It's 100% robotic and systematic and uh, numbers-based. And I think that's why I've never really worked like that. And I think that's why it's a great challenge for me as well. Cause I do have a very, all oh, like my gut will come in and try to give me a biased opinion. That's completely just bullshit, but I'll try and validate it because I'm very like intuitive and I'll think I'm thinking smarter than the markets, but so it's a very good challenge every single day being on there because it pushes me to become a better person. And uh, like I've said to a lot of people that the very, the most successful trader is 100% automatically a good person because without those types of disciplines and core values, to be a great trader consistently and being able to teach people properly without being a scammer, without lying to people with fake accounts, you in turn are someone that can be accountable, trustworthy, and um, and in turn only wanting the best for someone else because this business is 100% individual. There's no com competition. There's no, if I win, you have to lose. I do better than you. It's my clients are more important than yours. Nothing. It's 100%. I make money. Hey, click the same button, bro. We can, we can make money together. So um, that's why I love this. And I think there's no, there's so many scams behind it because of how easy it is to make and lose money. So it's such an easy tapped in market to manipulate, which if anybody falls for, we all did at one point, but like, just, just don't like, please do a little bit of research on YouTube. It's all free. You can easily sniff out the bullshit, but um, how I want to tie in all this writing is I want to do the short form content, build a personal brand around this of uh, a philosophical mind into trading, which I said, I know it was very ro robotic and numeric and, and everything that maybe doesn't have to do with psychology, uh, with a philosophy. But I think to, as you're that I'm relating to people here, I'm not relating to markets or charts. I'm relating to the person that's not staring at the chart right now. I'm going to give content to people that are those eight hours in a day where you're away from the charts. You're doing your normal day-to-day -day bullshit. I'm talking to you saying, Hey, when you get back on that chart, be that right person, be that, that stoic man, that's going to put away that breakup you just went through or put away that bullshit you just went through and get on that chart, get things done, be that person you always said you wanted to be and push through the crap that you're going through because in the end, the markets aren't going to wait for you. They're going to keep moving every day. Trillions of dollars are being moved around every single day. There's no point in, in, in taking days off because you don't feel like it or there's, there's an emotion blocking you. You have to find out what's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of why I'm here? What's the meaning I'm getting on the computer every day to do this and ask yourself those things and self-affirm and, and positive affirmations and do all these types of things every day and meditate that are going to push you into that direction of like, I'm overall a better person now. Therefore I can translate it into my trading. And uh, I think obviously there's tons of people out there that do psychological videos on trading, but they're also just like, I don't know because I'm just throw this out there. And, Authenticity, man. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is people that are just so, and they're not even smart, which is the craziest thing. I look at all these traders and I'm like, they're like 21, 22, and they didn't graduate high school. And they're just very, it's almost like, because I said, you have to be a robotic mind. It's almost like there's not a lot going on in their mind. They don't overthink. They're not overanalyzing. They're just seeing for what it is. And oh, okay, bye. I do this every single time this happens. I do it. And it works for them because they're so simplistic with their mindset. And uh, so I'm definitely figuring out how all these successful guys can do it so consistently. But um, I'm definitely also knowing that there's a, non, a new untapped market 
in this world, which is going to be the authenticity and uh, more of a spiritual realm into it because it's a great reflection of life. And I want to be able to tie that together. And, and I'm saying this out loud so that when I look back in a year and we watch this podcast that I'll be like, I did exactly that. And um, people relate to it now. So that's yeah, it. bro, that's dude. Everything you said is on point, man. I think, you know, financial freedom, like once you're like, again, once you're at a certain state of consciousness, you have to understand that like financial freedom is a necessity um and that it you know once you realize that like you're gonna you're gonna achieve it like you just have to you just have to give yourself the time like time is that is that weird space like time doesn't exist so you kind of have to just pretend time doesn't like exist um so so that's one thing and then like just with the authenticity stuff man like people are dying for it because they're being scammed and they see this like they see the like you know the fake stuff that happens on like tv and stuff and like everyone's so superficial and we've have these like so societal ranks and like oh you have status because you have you know this amount of followers you have this amount of money like and that just gives you status or you know this person and stuff but like genuinely like you know what have you done for other people and what have you done for you know us as a collective and stuff and you know, I, I can think of like, you know, politicians and maybe some big celebrities and stuff like, like, yeah, you have, you have status and stuff, but you're not like an authentic person. Like people are dying just to be heard and yeah. people are dying to have a connection with someone. People are, the people are, are going to come to you because like, you're just authentic and you're authentic because you're speaking from the heart and you're speaking from a human connection and you like genuinely care. And that's, that's where we've lost that. And mm-hmm. that's why this like online space stuff that's happening, like people are, are going straight to the authenticity because that's what they're looking for. I mean, they're scrolling on their phones and they're seeing all this mindless content and they're seeing all these like people that are just there to entertain them. Yeah. And and that's, that's not, the, I mean, some of it's can be genuine. Yes. Like, you know, like I think Mr. Beast is a great example of entertainment yeah. and philanthropy and, and genuineness. Yeah. And that's why people, that's why he's the biggest YouTuber, but you know, and for the most part, people are just consuming mindless content and, and they're just becoming, you know, becoming bots like scrolling and they're just searching for something. And, and, you know, when you can pop up on their screen or when you can connect with them on, on, on that online space, like you're bridging, you're like making a connection between, between like, you know, space and time. And so like me and you were like making a connection between Toronto and Wilmington and like, you know, whenever you connect with other people and like your circle syndicate and stuff, like, you know, we're building these connections and stuff. And like, it, it's, it's just like magical watching, like, you know, you're, you're showing everybody your true self and then people are just kind of like coming to you and you're going to other people because they're showing their true selves. And, 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 you know, that's how it works. And, and I think it's, that's great, man. So yeah, dude. Okay. Um, so I have two, two questions for you as we wrap up. So as, as a writer, you know, you're into literature stuff. I want, I wanted to know if you have a couple book recommendations for us. Okay. Um, so on the philosophical side, they're very hard to read. So I've only ever gotten through one, which was Good and Evil with Nietzsche. Very hard. It took me a long ass time. Um, the uh, story of Sisyphus is super short. It's literally like a few pages. You can read it online. It's super quick and easy. So I would definitely recommend What's it that. called? Uh, just the book of Sisyphus. Myth of Sisyphus, sorry. It's like S-Y-S-I-P-H-U-S or something like that. Um, yeah, just the Myth of Sisyphus. Yeah um so definitely that um i i will get a lot of slack for this i'm sure but uh i love jordan peterson i think he's, he's great. an am- amazing person and i know he's got so much controversy but i will argue with someone on that any day of the week and i will have a genuine i'm not going to say he's um 
better than everyone and he's the smartest person and he's he's right all the time there's no point saying that because no one is but his genuine intentions in the world are positive and and genuinely beautiful and i think you can yeah. see it in authenticity when he talks and when he speaks and i've actually got a chance to see him in person not too long ago at one of his uh speakings in toronto and it was literally like eye-opening it was actually jordan, such a sorry yeah, sorry jordan, no i was just gonna say jordan peterson was one of the first people that i discovered when i started like self-improvement stuff yeah, he's uh, I think he's yeah, he's one of the king, and he called all of this woke ideology back in 2017 when he worked at a Toronto uh, university. He called all of this like he just like Nietzsche said, when God is dead, see who's gonna fill in that role, and um, and he he saw what kind of downhill spiral the world was gonna come to, and watch all these ideologies ideologies get become these god complexes and people that will take over their lives, and um, and yeah, so him his twelve rules for life, twelve more rules for life. I read both of those. He's got a new book coming out in the end of the year, uh, We Who Wrestle With God. I'm excited for that because he's delved so much into – I'm not a religious person, actually. I uh, definitely want to learn more. I am not. can't claim that I have been. It's been a very short-term uh, religious experience for me. I've had a very awful religious uh, um, situation in my life with my family. So I've had a very negative idea towards it my whole life, and I thought – it's a waste of time. And I thought it was always a very culty and especially just because of how my family was involved with it. And I got, I lost a lot of family because of religion and I had a battle with them saying that they took religion over blood. And it was, um, maybe that was a, so that was a very big reason why I strayed away from it. But once I truly realized that there's no escape from religion, you can't run away from it. It's in everything we do, whether you believe in the actual figure of God or, or Jesus Christ himself, it's, I want to act as if he exists regardless. I want to act as if those core values are at the top of my pyramid and everything else will come next to it because why else live another way? Like find me a better way to do it. And I will gladly subscribe to your uh, method of living. But um, so yeah, those books, uh, obviously the go-to atomic habits. It's amazing. It's yeah. The best. Oh dude, it's right here, man. I got it right it, here. It's such a staple. You have to do it. Um, I am in the middle of just finishing uh the way of the superior man it's i'm reading that i'm listening to that on audio right now yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a really it's a it's a very very women focused book and there's not many chapters that aren't about women but i think that's great because it's so important to learn feminine nature female psychology yes it is a great look you want to know a lot about yourself hang out with a woman for about six months and like live with her and uh you'll find your true self she'll she'll bring it out of you that's for sure so um your yeah your negative size your bad traits your horrible habits and everything will come out when you spend time with a woman for long enough because uh yeah just that balance of energy it needs to be positive and if it's not the negatives will come up really quick and uh, if it's not balanced and if it's not raw or pure the yeah you'll you'll truly see the, the anger and the sadness and all these things that do come out of the the negative part of it yeah it's a great reflection so that's a good book um I'm trying to think off the top of my head if i have any more i think that's uh, that's a good list man yeah i think that's it honestly that's, that's yeah cool have to dive into yeah I would say, I mean, I, I'm halfway through reality transurfing. Mm -hmm. It's that's a good one, man. Yeah. Um definitely but, want to get into it next, please. Yeah, it's it's a great book. Um, but and then last question that I, I I asked you this question because you're such a philosophical guy, but I always ask this question to okay. all the guests that come on the show. So you have one one message to share with the whole world. Pretend the whole world is listening. What what are you saying to the whole world right now? okay one message <clears throat> um whatever comes from your heart man now see i'm so in, in such an indecisive person i want to say so many things the one message i would say to every person would definitely have to be 
I kind of already said this, but live your life the truest way possible. There is no way around that. And I think once you get to a point where you've completely vulnerabilized, just given yourself enough vulnerability to the world that um, there's nothing but positive things to come out of that. And in the end, uh, you will always come out ahead, regardless if it's, like you said, the negative you put into the world will be short-term pleasures and the positives will reap the benefits in the future. So staying true, staying honest, having building great relationships with people based off truth, there's um, that's the reason to live. That's why we do the things we do, because then the actual true emotions that humans will always feel come from those uh, situations. And uh, that's why we live, to be happy and to enjoy moments and and to go on trips and, and feel dopamine. Like Those are the reasons why, but it only comes from living in truth. And if you can't do that, then you're stuck in a reality that's not real, it's not yours, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to suffer in the future when you're done, when you finally give up taking the short term pleasures, because eventually everyone gets tired of it, whether one way or another. So yeah, that's my message. Awesome, bro, dude, you're such an articulate man. I'm so glad that you joined <laughs> you. us, dude. Like, that, bro. um, I have like this is the type of show that I'm gonna have to go back and listen to again and probably oh, again that. That. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm uh, excited, bro. Yeah, dude. And if you guys have gotten this far. Thanks so much for listening. Um, this is one of my favorites. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace, everybody.